Here we are, Dimitri, back for show number five. This Got has it. been an interesting little ride, man. We we should we call it a decade in a in a in a day. We've hit every decade. Uh, every decade, basically. We haven't. Yeah, I mean, like I hope everybody's been enjoying the twenties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties. So now we're going to tackle sixties and seventies. We're going to put them together and just talk about them. And uh, we're all going to get to that point, and hopefully we get to that point with a quality life. Is what we've been talking a lot about. You got it. So there's a lot of things that we can do. I just want to share some insight here. There's always nice to have some facts or some information that I find. Uh, what you should not do after 60, okay? Things to never do after you're 60 years old, says these experts. Let yourself get too lonely. Lose track of your blood pressure. Yeah. Skip regular exercise. Yeah. Drink too much. I guess they're talking these about things, alcohol. Yeah, these things are always going to be similar. It's going to be simpler. So uh, what should I expect when I'm 60 years old? Your skin turns drier. It's mm -hmm. itchier. It may look crepe paper, like a crepe paper tissue. Mm -hmm. Wrinkles, age, spots, creases. Elasticity decreases. That's where it all come be, it'll all be noticeable. I didn't know this, though. Your sweat glands also get less active. Really? Yeah, so that means you might not sweat as much, but uh, so wounds on your skin may take longer to heal. Yeah, The biggest changes typically occur when people are in their 40s and their 50s, as we discussed on previous shows, but they can begin as early as their 30s and lead all into your old golden age, right? Even when your muscles are in top working order, they contribute to facial aging with repetitive motions that etch lines in your skin. Interesting. So that's interesting. And then is it too late to get healthy at 60? Even if you've never been active, it's time to get started. A healthy diet and physical activity is good at any age. As you age, these healthy habits strengthen muscles and bones, strong muscles and bones reduce serious injuries related to fall. We talked quite a bit about that in the 50s. Yeah. The age group there, right? So, and then I guess 70s, because we want to talk about this, because the truth is that if you're whatever, if you're 50 right now, there's a good chance you're going to live to your 80s. And yeah. then if you're in your 20s or 30s, there's a good chance you live to your 90s. So you, you should be paying attention that you want a quality life at those ages. Mm -hmm. That's important. So 70-year-olds, uh, they, uh, they should get active again. So it's always about active, man. Physical activity is actually an immune system booster. Big time. Go figure that, eh? I never heard that one time from any news media or right. government official. Especially during the COVID During these lockdowns. two years, exactly. Never, no, nobody ever talked about just physical activity it's boosting. It's a natural... Strengthening. So they're saying that take some supplements as necessary, depending on. So you want to increase certain levels for sure. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Eat a healthy diet. That makes sense. Wash your hands frequently. I don't know what that I one's about. I guess they're worried about catching colds and... Maybe. Learn how to manage stress. Get plenty of rest. Take steps to prevent infections. Schedule annual physicals. The benefits of exercise are 70. Uh, higher energy, better health, restful sleep. Swimming, we talked about in the 50s, yoga, walking, and aerobics. Footnote here, at what age does quality of life start to decline? So according to one study here, they were saying at 50 years old, it starts to decline. And then it goes all the way to 68. So they're saying from there, it gradually starts to decline, reaching the same level as at 50 years by 86 years old. Well, so, I mean, these are all things that... I think that 50s is the right year. Maybe you're not physically declining but i think your mindset and your mental capacity starts to decline and that in effect throws everything else off it's all connected that's the funny thing so once you start ignoring one it starts to affect the rest 
One last note here. How many steps should a healthy 70-year-old take on a daily basis? They're saying a study was done. I don't know who did the study, but a range should be 2,000 to 9,000 steps per day. Yeah. I know in construction, if you're in construction and you're moving around all the time and you're a tradesperson, you're popping off 15,000 steps, no problem, in, in, a, in an average day. That's good. Right? So, I mean, not a lot of people at 70 are going to be in construction. Get those walks in there. You know, like, I guess, join groups. I guess the loneliness part is, is the one big one, right? That's why they always suggest you get a dog or a pet for a senior. Yeah. So they can have that companion. Yeah. But also you got to take the dog for a walk. You got to move. There's responsibilities attached to it. But I guess, that, okay, so Dimitri, at 60s and 70s, you start getting a lot older. You got to be conscious of slip and falls. You got to, like, injuries are a major thing, mm -hmm. you know. And I know that even through construction, we talk about living better. So, you know, accessibility and handling. And it's not that you need uh, wheelchair accessibility, but just in and out of showers, wet areas, things like that. You just got to be dangerous. active. That. So it, I guess it's doing those little exercises like you were talking about, those little stretches and, and the yep. movements, trying to build those little micro core yep. elements of the body. Functional training will always be what will depict, in my eyes, how well you perform in your 70s and 80s. If you never lunged, never squatted, never hinged, never did rows, you will feel it at that age. You'll have a hard time with yeah. those movements. Because your body's not used to performing, moving in that, that. The bones and the joints don't understand how much range of motion they have. When the range keeps getting lessened and you don't challenge yourself by extending your arm more or squatting a little lower in your 30, 40, 50s, in your 60s, the body just says, you know what? I can't do it. I can't stretch that far. I can't hold this much load. It's like, why do football players play at the level they do in their 20s and 30s? Because they're used to it. Their body's used to it. You put them at 40, 50 and try to go smash or tackle someone down, they're going to get injured. Yeah. So this is where I think the percentage of weight training to cardio, again, slightly lessens with the weight training in the beginning. For the person who is not active, just starting, you can't go 50-50. You almost need to go 60-40. Cardiovascular, body weight, yoga, pool, definitely for sure. Rowing? But, is rowing too dynamic? Rowing is, is perfectly fine, but if the person's got knee issues and they're going in and out, we got to watch. Okay. Static isometric exercises are great. This is where, look at a bodybuilder, for example. When they're flexing on stage, there's no movement in the bicep, but they're squeezing everything really, really tight. That's creating strength, okay? Now, when you lengthen a muscle and then contract it, it gets strong over the full range of the muscle. And then when you load that sucker with a weight, and now you do the same movement, you create tearing or stress. Tearing or stress to a new body, a virgin 60-year-old who's never worked out, that's where you can do harm. And this is where coaches that haven't trained with someone in that age group will do more harm. Teaching someone how to sit on a stability ball, senior, slowly walk out where the ball goes from legs to mid-back to shoulders and neck, 
where their hips are off the ball and their hips are just bouncing, going feet to the ground. It's like you're lying on your back and the ball is under your neck and shoulders. Yeah. That movement is super, super beneficial and advantageous than you doing a seated row because the seated row is isolated. I'm sitting, I'm rowing. It's safer than doing a bent over row, which caused me to have balance, a barbell. The seated row hits just my lats. The bent over row hits lats, glutes, neck, posture. But then the hinge or the isometric contraction of you being in a balanced place just holding recruits all those small muscle fibers that you need to go from lying to sitting. Because mm -hmm. you get a senior and you have them lie on their back, it's okay, get up. It's tough. They don't have the same ability to go from lying down to standing. And some of the tests that I've done with seniors is basic tests, like asking them, like, can you go from standing to slowly crouching on the floor to going on your knees to sitting on your bum to lying on your back in full corpse position? And then can you stand up? And a lot of them will say, I need help. Okay. in either at the bent knee position or the lowering position because they've never done these functional exercises. Is it because of lack of muscle strength or the lack of just the joint being used that way? One, there could be pain okay, because the joint has never been in that position, the load. They're not used to fully going to that range of motion. For example, when you look at people doing a push-up, especially with women, you say, give me a push-up. And they'll do half rep ranges. And then I'm like, no, no, chest to the floor. They go all the way down. They're like, oh, that hurt even more. Why? I've never placed load on my chest past in that, that angle. Yeah. Past that point. When someone has never did a hinge, which is typically you going from straight position to slowly lowering your body and pushing your bum as far as possible back, stretching your hamstrings, and then extending and bringing your hips back in. When you don't do that movement, you're basically neglecting hamstring, glute, low back, mid-spine, upper trap. If all those muscles aren't working, they're sapping away. You could still be hammering away as a construction worker, screwing, drilling, pressing down. But if there's no posterior chain movements, there's an imbalance in the body now. And that's where if someone is constantly doing things in an anterior plane, construction, yoga, they're pressing down, they're building, they're holding their arms over their head. Everything is pulling them tight. They're bending forward. They're flexing the spine. That's where the posture looks in. You look at a senior and they're hunched over the cane versus them being upright. So for how can we repair that? Is it We've got to do more posterior chain movements. We've so got to do movements. Every day you just keep on trying and well, you go a little bit further and a yeah, little bit further. So for a senior... There's the, the four hygiene, spinal hygiene exercises, those A, T, W, and Ys. The proper way to do them for the most bang for your buck is lying flat to the floor, face down to the floor, thumbs in the ground, and then raising your chest, externally rotating your wrists, and then raising your legs off the floor. But you do that for a senior or someone, you're going to blow their spine. Yeah. You're going to pull something. So the progression is flat against the wall, nose into the wall, externally rotating. And again, why? Because if they have poor posture, the, the spine's going to flex and they're going to keep hitting their face on the wall. 
If you teach a beginner how to squat, the real way should be stand with your nose against the wall and squat. And if you can squat without your knees digging into the wall and your face planting into the wall, you can hinge your hips back and slowly lower your body. So that's how you teach a beginner squat. Same thing with these spine Would movements. you do that with a senior? 100%. But just with, with supervision, of course. And I would put a box between their hips. So as they come down, they, they box squat. Okay. They come down, box squat, come back up, box squat, come back up. And then you give them a loaded squat where they hold a dumbbell and they squat to the box, they hit 90 degrees and come back up. After you've loaded them so many times, you remove the box, they perform the loaded movement without the box, maybe to just above 90 and then below 90 and then they're good. So you slowly progress the person. If they're against the wall doing the spine hygiene workouts, then they can do them seated. Because sitting, I can do all kinds of stuff. Then you bring them to the floor. Because to get some clients that we've hired in the power so that we've worked with, their goal as a senior was, I want to be able to play with my grandkids. If I get down on my knees, I can't yeah, get back up. So true. Someone's got to help them, like yeah. literally pick them up. Mm. Because over the years of not training, their cartilage and the knees are just gone. Training that type of population requires a little bit more core. I love stability ball movements because I'm sitting in a chair right now and I'm at the edge of my seat and I'm arched. So I can I can feel my posture engage. But if I just sit back right now and I'm leaning back, everything's just <laughs> chilled. Yeah. So with a senior, you put them on a ball and you say, okay, hands out to the side. It's challenging for them. Feet together, they're going to fall off the ball. Okay, so bring one leg up and hold your hip up. Are they tightening their core, their lower? Constantly. They're constantly, constantly doing that. So by giving them a bicep curl, a shoulder press on an unstable surface, you're recruiting and you're forcing those muscles to be in place because... For the past 50 years, bro, they may have not done it. Yeah. So sitting on a stability ball doing a movement is going to be better than sitting on a bench. Same thing as someone who's overweight. You don't want them sitting. You don't want them on a ball. You want them standing, bent over, in a position in a plank. If you take a senior and you want to teach them movements, calisthenic base, which is for your chest or your back, you never go full execution. So you'd never tell a senior to do a push-up from the floor. You start off on, on a desk, on a stair, on a bar, so they're leaning forward on a, on a different level. Same thing with a row. You wouldn't want them rowing from this position. You'll have them rowing on a bar, and they just lean back. Yeah. Or a TRX, which is really good. Because using a TRX versus using a lat pulldown, the TRX is going to recruit all those small muscle fibers to balance, coordinate, versus the other ones. And you want to stimulate their brain. What's the TRX? Those yellow um, bands that were invented by the guy, crazy story, in the, in the wars in, the, in, in Afghanistan and when they were having all that war between US and Iraq and all that, this guy was, was in, a, in a bunker with his troops, an American troop, and all around them there was enemies lined up, ready to gun them, shoot them down. So they had to stay there for months inside until they had backup. So this guy started taking apart his parachute and was setting it up together where there's a handle, there's straps, and they link it onto something, and you just lean back, and now you do all your movements with your body weight. Hmm. Come after the war came out, he brought it to the mainstream, boom, billionaire. 
right? <laughs> and what's nice is a guy like me can be challenged still with a TRX strap working. It's like a suspension. You, yeah. The more you angle your body, the harder it is. So if I want to do a, a row, I can stand this far from the wall, lean back, and I'm doing a row. If I bring my feet closer, my body's at a different yeah, angle. Yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. So using a TRX for a senior is way better than sitting down. They should be doing standing rows, standing bicep curls to facilitate them being in that standing position. Now, for them, you want to put a mixture. You always want to have some form of a standing movement and then some form of a core movement and then some form of a cardio movement. So you're not loading that muscle with all that weight. Whereas I'm 43, I'm into weightlifting. I want to do a heavy set of chest press yeah. and then a heavy set of flies and then a heavy set of pullovers. My tissues can, can withstand that pressure. My, my, my chest muscles, my back can hold that. At 65, 70, can't, man. No. So you slowly build that load in, but you can um, spread the load over the body by having them balance. So it's not all in one area. The one thing I actually forgot to ask you, Dimitri, and, and this is actually applicable to the seniors and all the age groups, is overweight, like a person starting from overweight. So we're not talking about what we were discussing on yep. the first show that we did about 25 or 30% body fat, like actually obesity and how challenging that is for anybody, especially in the senior years when people gain yeah, a lot of tough. weight and now you're asking them to, to try to figure out where their mobility is, mm -hmm. but then they've got this extra weight going on. How do we tackle that? You have to do a proper assessment before training anybody. The movement, assess, the movement screening to assess how much load they can sustain on their ankle, knee, and hip. Okay. Overweight individuals typically suffer from those pain areas first. Forget their heart that's buried in a bunch of body fat in the rib cage. Their knees, low back, and ankles hurt because of the load. If you look at a three-dimensional view of an MRI of a body standing obese, the skeleton is not that thick. It's the same. It doesn't it's grow the, any it's bigger. A, the skeleton's a skeleton. Yeah. Your femur, maybe, I don't know, maybe one and a half inches thick, but the tissue internally makes the person so heavy. So jumping movements, definitely not treadmill movements. Movements, so if their low back and knees hurt and they wanna get better doing squat, you can have them do movements first to strengthen their knees, like a seated straight-legged leg lift. So right now I'm sitting and I'm in a chair and I can raise my knee up Yep. And this looks easy for me, right? But for someone who's overweight, it's hard for them to pick up that leg. Of course. Now, from this position, I can bring my toes up. And I can extend my leg out. It's no problem for me. But for someone who's overweight, it's hard because the, the joints are weak. An inexperienced trainer would have them begin with full body weight movements, full squatting, full lunging. But the guy's 50, 60 pounds overweight. Yeah, that's dangerous. Let him do it on a box. Yeah. Let him squat from, from a chair up, chair up to build him up. Don't give him a deadlift. Give him a pelvic thrust with his hips to work those areas that have not been worked, right? Don't give him presses overhead. Chances are 
His shoulders are rounded. Give him row movements. You can press on an angle. That's why you ever see the landmine presses, the barbell is stuck in the ground yeah. and they're going up at an angle. Yeah. That is specifically designed, one, for athletic population that is in an explosive movement like that, but also if people have shoulder injuries, so you're not pressing overhead. Because if I don't got range of motion and my arms can only go up to this position and they can't go as far as here, yeah. as I'm pressing, ligaments and tendons won't let you go up they'll grind you so you need to change the movement so for someone who's really really overweight starting off later in their age that's where machines can help out you want to stimulate activating the muscle but you want to make sure that you're not overloading the joint because when you leave the next day not only will they be sore from the muscle tissue damage but their joints are done and then they won't continue because the joints hurt more than the muscle yeah Right, muscle and tendons can heal. Bones, you know, have a hard, harder time. Okay, so now just back to the seniors. I'm assuming diet is a major thing at mm -hmm. that age because they're not getting. They're probably not eating as much. I'm, I'm assuming again metabolic rate declines. You're yeah. not really hungry. You're not really hungry, and then I guess you 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 still need to get those three groups. So you still Always. need to get those portions. And this is the problem now. If you never absorb the theory from your 40s, 50s, and 60s, what do you think is going to happen to your muscle? It's going to shrink mm -hmm. big time. And you're still eating the same amount of calories, same diet, but you're building fat every year because your body is not thermogenically active. You're not, if you feed a 65, 70 year old male a breakfast with a nice, big, strong omelet, and then Midway throughout the day, instead of giving them a coffee, give them a protein smoothie. You know, a quarter cup of berries, some peanut butter, some protein powder, some water. Lunchtime, a piece of fish. Dinner, a piece of chicken. If you're fueling anybody that much protein throughout the day, as they get older, their tendons, ligaments, joints will be stronger. Their body's metabolism will be harder because to break down chicken breast, meat, eggs, Greek yogurt, protein powder, the body's got to work harder to digest protein. It's got to start that energy process. Yeah. That's why they say stop eating foods that are just carb. If you have pasta alone versus pasta with chicken and olives, because you're mixing all three macros, the body's got to work harder so there's less spike of the blood sugar. Whereas if you give a senior bread and butter and a coffee because they're so old school and all they want to have is tea, marmalade and toast, you're spiking their blood sugars. And hopefully their pancreas is working fine. But if not, usually they're type 2. Yeah. Type 2 diabetes is a result of inactivity, overconsumption of food. I don't want to sugarcoat it. No. When you're type 2, you're not active. You're eating too much. So typically in that era, they do have type 2 diabetes. They do have high blood pressure. They do have triglycerides that are high plaque buildup you can't push someone that's got high blood pressure to work at a high intensity because you're gonna you're gonna max them out yeah and taking someone from flat to standing back to flat will make them pass out because that blood pressure is going to go through the roof if you're training an individual who's older if they're on the floor they're going to be on their back doing a chest press then maybe turning to the side doing a plank then turning to do a pelvic thrust, and then they slowly turn, slowly get up. 
Then they do all the other movements standing. You don't go from up to down, up to down. They're going to pass out on you. And then I guess diet. So food-wise, what would you like to see for their breakfast, for their lunch, for their dinner? So any individual that is 40 plus pounds should know that for breakfast, they don't need carbs. At all. Don't You got carbs stuck on your body. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but you have energy glued on you that has been a result of you overfilling a half glass of water with a liter of water. All that spillage, it's got to go somewhere. The only challenge is the body goes, when you give me too much glucose, I got to store it. So I'm going to stick it in tissue on your body called fat, adipose tissue. Breakfast should be a protein, some vegetables, some fat. It could be a Greek yogurt with some pumpkin seeds and some cinnamon. It could be a nice omelet with some veggies. It could be a protein smoothie. It could be, I'm a big fan of leftover dinner. For breakfast. Yeah, man. Yeah. You give me salmon for breakfast and potatoes, I'm ready to go. You give me chicken breast with some sauteed vegetables in a small wrap, I'm ready to go. Why are we feeding seniors food that's not going to fuel them like an athlete? Yeah. So give them the same type of they food. They actually need that energy. They yeah. need the proper energy. They need, they're, remember, tendons and ligaments break down so fast when you're older than you're younger, hmm. right? And when you tear a tendon, tendons and ligaments don't heal like bones. I would rather you break your forearm than to tear a tendon bad yeah. because you build up scar tissue and you can't fix that area. When you break a bone, your, your red blood cells form in the bone and they'll heal. They'll heal stronger. They're combined. Yes, you will have calcification. You will have areas that could crack again, but it's much better than you tearing something, especially if you have torn rotator cuff muscles, tendons in your shoulder and your knees yeah. from improper training. So swimming is really good because they can do it continuously. They can do it every day and there's no load to the body. However, you take a senior from 55 to 75 who swam all their life versus another person who was in the gym all their life, the guy in the gym, the girl in the gym, better results, lower fat. They, depending on whether they know how to train properly, they may have more stress to the joints if they didn't know how to do it properly. Yeah. But if they did, way better results, better posture because you can't compare lifting weights to swimming in the water. There's no load. It's, know, that's, it's that's, low impact, which yeah, is great. That's the beneficial. But there's no load. Yeah. And we need load. So with the seniors... Uh, Elastic bands are really good. Thera bands are really good. Yeah. Because that load is continuous versus if they're doing a, a, a dumbbell exercise, you need more muscle recruitment fibers, more balance. If a senior that's 70 doing a chest press on a bench, they got to balance that dumbbell, which is amazing for the brain. The amount of neurons firing in the, the signals from brain to muscle to tissue is great. But if they had a band, less chance of getting injured yeah. by themselves. Right? What do you recommend for them eating for lunch and dinner? Lunch is same thing as usual. Same. Protein, carb, and fat at every meal. Okay. Their starchy carb will come at lunchtime. Or if they want to watch their diet, because they can't break down starches at that age, fruit. Fruit. A cup or a three-quarter cup for a male, I go three-quarter cup to a cup max because I'm a realist and I know that your fist looks bigger than mine, for example. 
You're Portuguese, that's why, right? Viva <laughs> Portugal. So your fist and your size would require a little bit more carb than I would. Okay. So your fist is a cup of grapes versus my fist is a cup of grapes. But it's at lunchtime. Lunch will carry you over till dinner or that three, four hour period. Skipping your carbs at lunch, having them for dinner is a binge cycle. You're opening up the gates for the demons to come talk to yeah, you. Yeah, that's what you're doing. So people need to reverse engineer their dinner and lunch. And lunch is the, the, the silliest meal when I go to restaurants to client or if I'm out with my wife and I look at people, they're always eating a salad and a chicken. And one thing I wanted to talk about in the podcast today was being real and not lying to yourself. And there's so many people that live in a fake reality where when they're in public, they eat perfect. Salad, chicken, fish. And then behind doors, they binge. Yeah. So it's like if you're at a restaurant and you're seeing someone and they're eating such little food, a soup, a chicken, a salad, but they're 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight, they're doing stuff incorrectly throughout their, their time. If we're honest with ourselves and say, you know what? I'm going to go 80-20. 80% great, 20% cheat, have fun. Life is easy versus knowing you got to be perfect every time. At 60s and 70s, you could still build muscle. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a slower, it's slower pace. However, the rules don't change. You got to fuel yourself with protein. You got to lift weights. You got to have rest. You just can't excel as fast as someone who's in their 40s. And then with the diet, would you be increasing with a protein shake or would you be increasing? Always. With, I would, unless they have a kidney issue and they can't process it. A protein shake every day for a senior, every day. Where? I would put it either after the workout or in between lunch and dinner or between breakfast and lunch. Because those are the gaps where people drop in blood sugar. So with the seniors, should they be exercising, doesn't matter how low, low impact or just any, every day? Or a day they rest, should, day rest. If you're doing weights, the next day should be no weights. It should be cardio, cardio. walking. Okay. But every day they should be moving. So ideally, in a diet, like if they can, if they're able to, is train, exercise, next day swim. Perfect. You know, and then Walk. exercise again. Yeah. That will just strengthen their body, build some muscle. And give time for rest. Yeah, and give time to rest and then and then rehabilitate. And it's also shocking the brain to different forms of stimulus. Yeah. We need to move or else we we break down. Like when you don't move, there's there's decay. Why do you look when you look at some guys and they're in their fifties, even women, and I'm measuring them and I'm I always do the same measurements, bicep, waist below the chest for a woman, above the chest for a guy, glutes. I love measuring asses and thighs. You know why? Mm. I, I look at people from a side profile and I know what they've been doing for the past two, three decades. No <laughs> ass, flat, no hamstrings. Yeah. You've not been doing anything lower body dominant. Where they have problems now, there's imbalance between the quad and the hamstring, the glute, the knees. So... When I look at someone, they got a round butt. Hamstrings are nice and full. There's a, a, good, a good balance. So when someone is no ass, no hamstrings, they got to rebuild that. Chances are there's weakness in the low back. So massive missed opportunities there for both sexes. Yeah, man. If you don't be training your lower Yeah, big time. Squats. Especially glutes. Uh, yeah, If I had lunges. to choose what's more important, glutes, hams, or quad, 
I'd say glutes, hams. So glutes, hams are all lunges. Lunges, hinge movements. Yeah, hinge. hinge movements. And hinge movements aren't popular because they're a little harder to do. Like you need to have a neutral spine. As you push your, your hips out, your back can bend. Yeah. And that's where people are afraid to do deadlifts. And deadlifts are by far the best movement on the planet. Now, do you got to load yourself up like a no. Instagram philosophy? No, no, you don't. You can do. It's the movement that you want. You can do a deadlift without weight. The fact that a 70-year-old is doing a deadlift with no weight is putting them in that functional plane of motion. So if they go to pick up a baby or a box, they can do that. There's no issue. Right. Also, rotational movements are really big. Having a senior stand against the wall. So picture this if you guys are watching or listening here. I'm standing with my left shoulder flush against the wall, arms straight out, my left shoulder's touching, my left leg is touching against the wall, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna press against the wall. There's no movement. I'm pushing my arms into the wall. My, my hand can't move, but it's strengthening all the muscles on the, on the side of my body yeah, yeah. because it's an isometric, it's like a bodybuilder flexing. Static knee holds, wall sits are really good. Okay, balancing movements. So literally put your back and pretend that you're sitting yes. down on a chair. put your back and extend. Yeah. Lie down flat, put your feet flat, put your arms up to a side like you're in a crucifix position and push back. You ain't going to go nowhere. Your arms ain't going to move because the floor is blocking you, but you're recruiting the muscle fibers. Also, getting an elastic band, wrapping it around a pole, stepping two feet away from the pole, holding it straight out, and that band's going to want to pull you to the side. But the fact that you're doing an anti-rotation movement, you're holding it straight, you're engaging the opposite side, which is trying to pull you, right? So those are really good movements, especially as we age, because we twist. We twist all the time. And with twisting, you, you injure your back. You yeah. pull something. Yeah. Because the body's not prepared for that movement. Now, someone like myself that trains three, four, five times a week, that's always twisting. Whenever I snowboard, I got no issues, even if I don't warm up. I'll never forget it. 2016, we go to Banff, me and my buddy, and we had two guys come with us. One was an IT guy. One was uh, a computer (laughs) programmer. We're going down the hill, first run. I'm like, where's Justin, bro? We wait, we wait, we finish the run. We see the snowblower with the sirens going. He tore his Achilles tendon, both of them. What? Because when you're snowboarding and you're strapped in, the steeper the slope, if snowboarding is, is two movements. Yeah. You need to either push your toes down and lean forward or bring your toes up and lean back. You got to stick your hips out too. When you're trying to cut snow, a hamstrings and glutes and calves are so involved. He was not used to using these muscles. Bang. Tore both of them? Yeah. So the whole trip, the guy had to go, he was done. And here you are, I've never snowboarded my life, but I'm going down the hill. My body's used to that. No that's, a, that's a long injury. Yeah. That's a long recovering period. Yeah. Man. So that's why training a, a senior, there's a lot of ball movements, twisting movements, diagonal movements, one-legged planted, one foot off the floor, lean over and tap a pylon. Oh, so Pushing a these, sled yeah. is good for a senior. Because they're not used to pushing heavy objects. These are all great exercises, not just for playing with the grandkids, but no, it's man. also for gardening. 
Yeah. Just being active. You're in that position. You're yeah, bent you're in that over. Position all the time, right? So right. these are valuable exercises cooking. for them. They're cooking. They're cooking. Leaning. Their arms are out. Cleaning, keeping the house organized, all kind, just being active. And that leads me to my next question is about the mental health. So as we get older, obviously our mental status, like our, it just starts to deteriorate, right? Are there things that you recommend to make training them- to get an injection of dopamine, bro? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it'll one keep thing. on feeding the brain. Yeah. Remember, depression kicks in when people aren't happy. Yes. Why are we not happy? Because we're not progressing. My coach says, "Growth or decay? Which one are you? Are you growing or are you decaying?" I'm 70 years old. I haven't worked out forever. I'm not starting to train now. I have pains. I may be alone. I may be a widow. My kids have moved out. I'm by myself. I don't got a pet. Life sucks. The weather's shitty. Kids that are nine years old know more than you how to use a a tablet or technology. You're not with the things as you used to be. Mm -hmm. Your body's naturally breaking down. And now the weather plays a difference between how you feel. Because when it's super hot outside, your joints are swollen. When it's cold, there's compression. So arthritis is kicking in. When you work out, your body gets to forget the world for that time period. It gets into a state of euphoria where you're like a constructor. You're building your body. You forget. You start producing those happy chemicals, the dopamine, the endorphins. And you get to a state where your heart understands this is good. This is exercise. We're going to beat. We're going to pump oxygen around. A senior doesn't get high amounts of oxygen throughout their day. They're not as active as a regular person. Breathing for them is important because if they're always short breath, their blood pressure is higher. If they're used to doing a bout of exercise, which shocks the heart, The heart knows that while I'm being shocked, I may be high, but as soon as it stops, I drop. And when we have clients train with us at the studio, they wear heart rate monitors specifically, not because we want to gauge their calories for weight loss, but I need to turn around and say, I look at the screen, I see Manny's at 90. He just did jumping jacks and we just started the workout. Manny, instead of doing jumping jacks, just do hops side to side. To gradually lower it down a bit. Or if he does push-ups and he's spiking up high, we can gauge him. And he can look as well, see where he's at. With a senior, you don't have that. You don't know. So we need that daily movement. You also need to make sure that you're spending time preparing foods in advance. It may sound weird, but when you're alone and you don't got someone to cook for you, if you pre-cook in bulk and you food prep, shit's ready for you. Yeah. Like my mom. Every time I go to her home, she's got chicken or fish servings for two days in the fridge, right? So if she's not feeling well, she has that. Supplementation is important, calcium supplementation, you know. But at that age, no matter what you're taking ain't going to fix the damage you've done for the past two decades. Yeah. The only thing that can happen worse is your mindset. And if you have a poor mindset, poor body... Then you're running into a... a, a, a um, so they're a, connected. I mean, they're... Big time. Physical and mental, they're connected that if you if you contribute to the physical side yep. of things, it's going to contribute to helping you with the mental. Yep. Walking is great for people who are older population. If they need to walk with a cane or those ski poles, if it's crappy weather like here, use it. But walking first thing in the morning gets that metabolic rate going. It also gets their breathing 
patterns happening and the stress levels will be declined as well. So now what about older people just starting out to get you like they start to smoke weed for medicinal reasons? Like, I mean, is it good thing? I would bad? love to see a senior that's high. <laughs> I would just, love to see so that. So they're being, maybe they just, they're, t- they're taking it for whatever reason. Maybe it's for the CBD. aches and pain. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, so is what's that doing to the body? Here's, here's my way of looking at life, man. When you have a senior that's having pains, and I, I have clients whose parents were prescribed medicinal marijuana. Now, not in the form of plant where they're smoking big pipes or they got bongs and shit like you Gummies the typical idea of weed is big joints and but you know either oil droplets gummies seniors lack appetite when they lack appetite they don't eat their body's wasting away they either have some of them cancer some form of whatever issue the clients that i've spoken to who've had their parents on a supplemented version. If I know someone's in pain and you're giving them harsh chemicals to work with versus giving them something medically supervised that could be in the edible form, I'm not going to be telling people they should all give their parents gummies, but I'd rather they give them something different than the strong medication because it's been around forever. There's different levels of it. There's different quantities of it. And for one of our clients, she says that her mom had cancer. The chemo destroyed her body, the chemicals, the pills. She literally had like 23 pills. She had to take every breakfast and lunch. Oh, man. So, and she wasn't eating. So she was withering away. And they got her, I think it was oil droplets of CBD plus a small, tiny amount of the THC level. And she started getting an appetite. She started sleeping better. Because she would take it at nighttime and she'd go to bed versus being... Imagine you know your mom and dad are up until 3, 4 in the yeah, morning. Like, yeah, come no. on. Did so she I, eliminate all the pills? They've cut, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. So for that level, I'm okay with. You know what? When someone's 75, they've been through their life. I'm not going to be one to say, don't, don't, don't. But if they're suffering in pain and they can try other alternatives... Then try. I'll try it out. I agree with you 100%. You're, it's not like you're 20 getting into a habit of teaching this guy that getting high is the way out. Yeah, yeah. They're 75. They've got, they got no cartilage in their joints. Like my grandmother in Greece, because they never worked out and they never trained for years, her right shoulder has just been frozen for years. Can. She can't raise her arm at all. When you do, you can hear... So someone in that state, you're worried about giving them something that's been supervised to try and see how they feel. Go ahead. Is there anything else you want to talk about regarding the 60, 70 year? I mean, we're, we can almost wrap this up. But. I think it's important for kids to reach out to their parents and have conversations more frequently because mindset's important. And there was a period of time that my mom was through a very lonely mindset not married or remarried and kids are grown up and you're alone and being alone is, is, is challenging. And if you can motivate someone and, and keep their, their, their spirits high, whether they're overweight or not, life expectancy will be longer because they feel loved. Yes. And they feel they're needed. And in Europe, 
the secret about Europe is Europeans are very proud to keep their parents in the home or, you know, they build a home and mom's upstairs or mom's on the lower level. And it's something that is, you know, it's engraved in the culture. Yes, for sure. Yes, they like to keep their kids in home till they're 30, 35, which I don't agree with, but <laughs> keeping your, your family close is important and encouraging them to exercise, especially when you got a mom or dad who are smokers, drinkers, and you need to be the one to keep helping them and advocate health. Just a quality life at, at those years. Right. That's really important. Because you can't change someone who's 65, 70. No, no. And I don't think, like, look at us. When we get to that age, do you think someone's going to tell us to change and it's we're going to agree to it? I mean, it's it's like, listen, man, I've already seen and done and what I can and yep. this is what's going to be, right? So you just get me to get me to be able to move around a bit. That's all, right? Yeah. Or but, even have them, like, get involved with other people going for walks yeah or, you know for sure things to other people is important. It's, it's just the mental health as well attached to it to the physical health so it's 100 percent important and making sure you notice when they're not eating a lot yeah a big sign of 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 seniors breaking down and getting sick is depression lack of appetite and, and depression yeah and that's what it that's the first sign right they're just not hungry they don't want to eat and they're withering away that way yeah so i mean you could avoid all this i guess i mean outside of genetic and if anything's going to happen to you but the thing is if you live a healthy lifestyle and you it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s 30s and you stopped started stopped started 40s 50s got back into it just continue doing it just continue yeah, you can't I'm, i'll tell people today until i'm 90 and unless i'm in a wheelchair you can't hide from fitness why bother doing it when you see the world and you see the most successful people are fit people the most successful stories, come around stories, hero stories, have all been transformations. People yeah. change their life. Instead of hiding from it or not taking action, take proper action and take imperfect action. Don't worry if you don't know what to do, just do something. Get help. Don't worry about maximizing and perfecting your diet. Stop eating junk food. Boom, there's your first step. And then just also understand that Everybody needs a hand, man. Like, yeah. not everybody can do it on their own. Yeah. And that includes yourself, if you're listening, and includes us. It's just reach out to somebody. And like we said, if it's a coach or if it's a mentor or if it's for somebody that you know on social media or somebody that you work with or a sibling or yeah. a friend, whatever, just reach out and ask them. Ask them if, if they are, are you interested in getting into a better lifestyle, highly, you know, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Because the truth is that you'll watch these guys just put the health on the side mm -hmm. that's the first thing everybody does is they put it on the side can again because our bodies the more you abuse it it adapts yeah it keeps gaining body fat keeps building up stress your liver just keeps growing with more body fat yeah. your your heart and lungs get clogged with arteries all the way until that plaque buildup stops circulation you have a heart attack or a stroke but if people keep looking at their lifestyles and they look at data, they look at stats, they look at, you know, how they perform, they look at their surroundings and they say, do I want a sick, average or elite lifestyle? You got you to gotta put the, the sacrifice in. Yeah, you do. And what better investment could you spend money on than yourself, a coach, clean eating, a gym membership, going swimming, water skiing? Cross country it's just skiing. a discovering too because you just don't know who else you're going to meet as a result of this yeah so you don't know where else it's going to take you yeah 
instead of the alternative was that you just stay home and don't do anything and just binge eat poorly yeah. and then you'll have health problem after health problem come up when you do go finally have a physical and then the doctor tells you that this is what's wrong with you and here are the medications that you need to take to yeah. kind of sustain age group, you gotta you gotta encourage your parents to get their checks in their vitals because heart attacks are so easy to happen yeah not just for overweight individuals stress people stress dimitri this has been a blast man this has yeah, been man. great doing these shows really appreciate it we'll figure yeah. out another series of shows to do it and uh, again yeah. everybody reach out to him you guys got any questions he, he's always interested in chatting with you guys dm him shoot him an email uh, again dimitri from pure motivation fitness triple w pure motivation fitness.com dimitri at pure motivation fitness.com and dimitri gianculos and also pure motivation fitness.com both of them on instagram yeah if you live in vaughn Come and by. And you're looking to uh, train in a facility which gives you coaching all year long at a very economical range. We've perfected it. We're the only club in Ontario that does semi-private coaching based on body type. We're unique. If you're living in the U.S., you're living in Europe, anywhere you're hearing this, if you're stuck and you need to break that lifestyle, I have an awesome, amazing online coaching program which takes you through the four important vital components to conquering fitness. Mindset, nutrition, training, and troubleshooting. People forget troubleshooting, the most important one, where if you're stuck and you're not making changes and you don't tweak it and you don't make adjustments, you will continue to struggle and fail and then ultimately quit. Yep. And that's where having a coach in your back pocket where you can text message or reach out to is a big help. It's worth it. And I, I honestly got to say, Dimitri, that you don't have a gym. You honestly have a coach facility yep. is what you have, right? That's, much that's the whole coaching. point, right? The whole point. And that's what everybody needs these days anyway, man. And what's important is the coaching aspect. I don't want to say this in a negative way, but my online coaching clients are more accountable than sometimes my gym clients because the gym clients show up and come because of the community, the culture, the coaches, the music, the feeling you get when you go in and your buddy shows up at 6 a.m. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up? But the online clients, they're people who are like, listen, I'm busy, I'm stuck. I need someone to tell me what to do, where to eat, what to exercise. And then also when I'm in a funk, how to break that funk. And there's no better than having someone that truly loves inspiring people to be on your back yeah that's it man thank you sir appreciate you it, it. we got the next one take care all right